welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and uh, this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How you doing? How's it going? Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing great, dude. I'm doing fucking kind of mid, bro. I, I, I lost my contacts. I don't know if any of you have contacts. Uh, you either, I think there's two kinds of contacts. At least there's two kinds of contacts that I'm aware of that exist. There's the daily ones that you open every day. And there's the ones that you wear for an entire month and then throw away for a new pair. Uh, if you're a psychopath, you have the daily ones. If you, because I don't, I'm assuming they cost more. I don't know if that's true, but in my heart, that's a fact. Um, or you're a normal person who who gets the monthly ones and you wear them for two or three months instead of one month. And then after two and a half months of wearing it, you think, why is this irritating my eyes? And, and why do I feel like the contacts are blurrier than they were when I first put them in? The answer is simple. You're an idiot who wore them too long. But at the same time, if I, if I wear them the uh, allotted amount of time, I got to buy more of them. And I'm not doing that. So I get the monthly ones, and I've been wearing a pair for probably two months. So, you know, the uh, the effectiveness of the contact is dwindling. So I thought, I'm going to fucking change into a new pair. And I changed into a new pair, and uh, immediately upon doing that... Uh, I, I They have evaporated. They have... Immediately upon switching to a new pair of contacts they have disintegrated from existence dude i have no idea where the fuck these fuckers are i don't opened it last night popped them in i was like damn dude i never knew i could see so clearly damn a fresh pair of contacts really has me looking at life in an all new way dude almost almost like they're correcting my sight <laughs> almost like a new pair is doing the job that that a, mo a two-month pair is no longer doing dude i got them in at some point in the night i took them out put them into a case i assume i woke up with no contacts on i, re I remember having my glasses on before I went to bed, I don't know where the fuck these contacts are, dude. And and is part of the reason why I can't find them because this room is fucking disgustingly dirty? Yes, dude. That's part of it. But also part of it is I'm a dumb fuck. I'm a dumb fuck who loses important things. <laughs> then I was like, damn, why don't I switch into another pair? I, I've I, I I kind of surrendered to losing it entirely and then I look because I'm so, I, I remember yesterday when I had the new pair there was one pair left and I look at the one pair left and somehow there's only one contact somehow the second tact in the con is not there and I, I'm starting to lose my mind. I'm starting to be like, did someone steal one of my eyes, dude? Did someone steal one of my lenses? Who the fuck? What, did my roommate steal half a contact? Why would you do that, dude? Why would you steal anyone's contact, let alone one? Is one of your eyes fucked up and you think for some reason we have the same prescription? Where did this go? And so I looked in the trash. Somehow it ended up in the trash. Somehow one of... And then I started searching the trash for my contacts. They're not there, dude. 
the extra one was, but the fucking case, the the one, the new ones that are opened and in a case, who fucking knows, dude? So that's how I'm feeling right now. Kind of blind. <laughs> I guess I could wear my glasses for the podcast, but I feel like the light's going to reflect in it and then you're just going to be looking at a Kino. Anyway, I'm doing pretty good, dude. I'm doing okay. Besides being blind, my vision is really getting worse. It's so funny. I didn't for, I'm kind of, I'm dumb in the way that like I forget that my body is decaying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't been... Like, my eyesight, it feels like it might be getting a little fuzzier. Uh, uh, and I start to think to myself, well, that's not... How is that? That's not true. How can my eyesight be getting fuzzier? As if... As if... Like, uh, my, my brain is not factoring in the fact that I've I've gone to an eye doctor every year of my life until I was about 23 and almost every single year uh, my eye doctor changed my prescription uh, somehow my brain forgets all of that knowledge and 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 it just retains the idea of like well I already have glasses so they should work forever I really do in my head think that the th the thing you get should last forever and 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 you know, reality doesn't dictate that that's true. Not at all, dude. I mean, the the harsh realities of the world is your your eyesight's going to get worse and worse and you need a new pair of glasses every fucking two years. But what do I do in my brain? I go, nope, I, I, one pair of glasses is going to last me until, until somebody else tells me it's a problem. <laughs> Until until my girlfriend or 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 my father or until someone in my life who's super close to me goes, hey, I think you can't see anymore. That's when I'll finally get a new pair of glasses. Until that point, my scratched up bullshit fucking glasses, I'm gonna wear those till they crack in half. It's strange how much I put off things that will improve my life. Uh. Uh exponentially <laughs> sight thing sight seems like a thing that you wouldn't sleep on but i sleep on it a lot dude my my glasses are all fucked up and scratched and they've been that way for multiple years you would think that i would go to the eye doctor or go to raymond opticians the glasses store and just go hey can i get some new lenses Dude, I talked about this on the podcast one time. The the little nose uh, piece, the part that like the nose stem or whatever the fuck it's called, the nose pad. One of those ripped off of my glasses, and uh, it was it was probably ripped off for a whole year, and I just didn't I just didn't go to the to the glasses store because I was just like I don't want to deal with this it's going to be a whole thing how much money am I going to have to pay it's it's such a little thing to fix and it's probably going to be annoying uh, I don't want to do it and I kept putting it off more and more until it literally was making a mark in my nose it was making a mark in my face and because I was like I don't want this mark to be permanent I finally was like I'll go get it fixed after a year of, of getting an imprint in my face. And when, as soon as I walked in, I said, Hey, can, can I have like my nose pad fell off? And she was like, Oh yeah, I'll fix it. She went in the back, put another one on, gave me my glasses in probably like th two, three minutes. 
And then I said, well, how much do I owe you? She goes, nah, you're fine. <laughs> didn't, didn't take a lot of time, didn't cost any money. Literally one of the easiest things I could have done in my life, and it would have not fucked up my nose at all. And I just waited a year to do it. I, I waited a year to do something that's easy as fuck. So, yeah, I should get new lenses. <laughs> I should get... This is a bad thing about me. I don't say this with pride. I say this like like I, I gotta grow. I gotta grow a little bit. My, um, my aunt, dude, it's, I found out that my aunt, uh, so my aunt every year on my birthday, we have the same birthday. So every year she's, she texts me happy birthday. Now, why does she text me happy birthday? She texts me happy birthday so that I can say happy birthday to her. But like most people, uh, uh, who have, I think, I think 98% of the people who have the same birthday as you tell you happy birthday so that you can say it back. At least that's my experience. Cause if I were to not say it back, they would be upset. I guess that's understandable though. I mean, I don't know. I don't care about happy birthday. I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's nice when someone says happy birthday, but if no one told me happy birthday on my birthday, I would be like that, that, well, I wish a couple people said it, but <laughs> I wish a couple, you know what it is? I, okay. If my, if, 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 if. I don't know. I don't know though. I don't know. I was going to say if the if the people who I was extremely close to didn't tell me happy birthday on my birthday, I'd be upset. But at the same time, I I they probably they might just not know cuz I'm not advertising it. I'm not I'm not going online being like it's my birthday today. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. I just I don't see the point in a I don't know. When I my thirtieth birthday, I threw a party because I'm thirty. I feel like once you turn twenty five, that's the last five birthday. You know, like when I'm thirty five, I don't think I'm gonna throw a big bash. I think every decade after thirty is when you celebrate, when you have a party. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, dude. You just, you just chill the fuck out with one to two people. You go to a bar, you see a movie, you, you, you know, it doesn't need to be a big thing, dude. What? I'm going to have a huge party at 32 for what, dude? When you get into your thirties, the, the increments don't matter. When you turn, when you turn 30, if you meet someone who's 33, you don't even think about it. It doesn't, you you know, it's not your, tw in your 20s every year matters so much because you don't understand how much life is, is the rest of it. <laughs> when you're in your 20s, every year is so sick. When, when you're young, you have no concept of how much life you're forced to live. You know, how much life you have to live. 
and sure you don't have you could kill yourself but it's gonna bum out your mom so you might as well keep going yeah <laughs> the amount your mom will be bummed out that you killed yourself is not worth not living to 50 you know what i'm saying do you know what i'm saying like if you're you're you know if my mom dies, I can think about suicide. But until then, it's I'm not. She's gonna be so upset. It's it would be ungentlemanly for me to kill myself. <laughs> it would be discourteous to her. Um. But yeah, every year of your life leading up to thirty matters so much because you don't understand how much life you are going to live because once you get and then once you get to 30 you're like oh yeah there's a there's 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 a lot of this there's a lot more of this there's there's more of this ahead of me probably than there was before me like a lot of people live to 70 80 years old 30 isn't even the halfway point a lot of the time But you do, you just, inevitably you think of that as the end of youth, 30 years old. You just think of it like that. When you're, when you're 18, 30 is unfathomable. But when you're 30, 30, 34, 35 is, might as well be the same number. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, I guess, uh, oh, not really. Not really. Th I guess 35. At 35, when you're in your early 30s, if you hear 35, you're like, that is older than me. Right? I don't know, though. Dude, it becomes so nebulous. The older you get, the more you're like, oh, yeah, people don't grow up. <laughs> A lot of people don't grow up, so what does it even matter? What does it even matter? Like... Age really is but a number because most people's brains stay pretty youthful. In some ways good, in some ways bad. Your brain can stay playful. That's a good youthful thing to be, is have a playful brain, a silly brain. But you, but you know. But, you, you know, don't throw a temper tantrum. Some people throw temper tantrums at 33 years old, dude. 34 year old I've met 34 year olds who throw temper tantrums you gotta get that out of your system you're too old for that you're too old to be like but I love you if you are declaring your love to a woman who doesn't like you 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 can't be 35 dude you can't you can't be 36 you can't you can't have a three in front of the, your age you can't do it dude that's 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 for sixth grade <laughs> That's for sixth grade, dude. If you're shouting at your girlfriend as she like walks away from you, I didn't mean it. I love you. And you're over the age of of uh, twenty nine. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta change, man. You gotta grow up. You gotta read a couple of books. You gotta watch a couple of YouTube videos. You gotta, 
talk to a couple women, you know, you got to fix it. <laughs> because the older you are when you do that, the more uh, the world is going to isolate you, dude. The more the world is going to be like, all right, well, I'm done with this guy. You know, people, people either do one of two things. People either get like latch on deeper with people or they push them away as they get older. And I think I'm more of the type of like, if I don't like somebody, I'm going to stop hanging out with them. If somebody, dude, you have, you have a six month window to show me who you are. And in that six months, we're either going to be, we're either going to be lifelong friends or I'm going to, or I'm going to understand the amount of time I can be with you. (laughs) And you get a six month window for, for, for us to figure out how much time we can really be around each other. And for some people, it's a lot. And for some people, it's almost none. You can burn out on people for sure, dude. Or you meet people who you don't like, dude, or you meet people who you don't like instantly, instantly. You're like, this guy sucks. This woman sucks, dude. These people are a nightmare. And then for some reason in the group of friends you have, that person is always there, dude. For some reason, in every group of friends, there's a person that where everyone's like, oh, yeah, Billy, dude, I hate him. Everyone. And and like and and all it takes is this is what happens. You enter a friend group and there's a guy or girl who fucking sucks and you feel it viscerally because you just entered the friend group. This is your first time in the friend group. You're like, oh, this guy's cool. This girl's cool. Why? I don't understand how this person exists in this friend group because everyone else seems chill. But everyone's being nice to them. And I I think that they are, uh, this person's overtly being a piece of shit. This person, I, I say hello to them and they go, oh, hi. I don't know. What is that? I don't know you. You're going to condescend. You give me a condescending. Hello, dude. That's a bad start to a relationship, dude. If you're condescendingly saying hello to me, there's nowhere else for us to go, bro. You're going to start as a cunt. (laughs) You're going to start our whole thing with you being a piece of shit. Why? Okay. And, and the same thing always happens is that I, I, I enter this friend group and I go, I wait for a moment where I'm with somebody else in the friend group who is cool, who is a, who is a nice dude. He's chill as fuck. I can't comprehend how he's friends with this other guy. And then you say to the guy who's chill, you go, Hey, uh, Billy's kind of a, I don't like him, dude. I don't like Billy. He sucks. And then that the guy who's chill opens up and he goes, yeah, I don't really like Billy either. And then all of a sudden, every single person who's in the friend group with this guy starts to reveal they don't like Billy, dude. Nobody likes Billy. And if no one likes Billy, I think, I think at that point, everyone should stop hanging out with Billy. (laughs) 
I too often hear people be like, fuck, I gotta, I got, I got, I gotta see this guy. Oh shit. I'm going to this party and that guy's going to be there. Hey man, don't invite him. Let's not hang out. Don't, you don't got to hang out with people you don't like. You don't have to do that, dude. If you don't like somebody, you go into your phone, you delete their phone number. And if you ever see them in person again, you go, the moment they start talking to you, the moment they're like, Hey, what's up, man? You go, Hey, I don't like you. I don't like you, man. I don't, you're, you're uncomfortable. If he's like, why don't you like me? Be like, because when you speak to me, I feel bothered. When you speak to me, it feels like someone is like nuzzling their scruff into my neck. I feel like I'm developing a rash every time you say a word to me. And I don't know if it, if you are, I don't know why that is. I don't know if you suck or if I just have an aversion to you, but you need to get away from me. Sometimes you just have an aversion to certain people. And, and I think what you should do is not hang out with them. <laughs> but people do it, man. People do it. You'll date people or you'll meet people and like they don't they have like two close friends and they hate both of them. People settle for friends all the time. Because they're like, I got to have somebody to hang out with. But what I'm saying is you deserve better, dude. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people. Listen, there's only so many people you could spend time with. There's only so many friends you can make genuine friends in your life. But uh, but but aim for the moon, dude. Shoot for the stars when it comes to a good pal. Because you you might settle for someone who sucks, dude. And then everybody, and then you'll, you'll never make a better friend because everyone will be like, well, if you like, if you're friends with that guy, you must suck too. If that's your best friend, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, I was talking about my aunt Connie. <laughs> That's who I was talking about, my Aunt Connie. Um, she says happy birthday to me every year. And uh, let's see how much time is left. Okay. Why the fuck are people... I hate texts, dude. I hate I hate seeing more than uh, two texts on my phone, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like seeing, I like seeing uh, four texts from one person, but I don't like seeing one text from four different people. I don't. It's too many people, dude. Just, can we... I don't know. There's too many fucking things, dude. I don't think people were meant to keep up with this many people. I don't think people were meant to be in this constant of contact with everyone they know at all times i don't i don't think it's healthy to to have a tracking number on your friend bro i don't i don't think finding my friends is a healthy thing to do for a relationship i don't think knowing your boy is at the the coffee shop at 
6 p.m. is helpful to you. I don't, dude. I don't. What is the, what is the, that's a waste of information for your brain, dude. Technology, this shit is good because you can have relationships with people that you couldn't have before, but maybe that was the, maybe that's, maybe that's what we should do, dude. Maybe if someone moves away, you, you, you're just not supposed to know them anymore. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe if, if you uh, ha live different lives, you're not supposed to keep up anymore, dude. Maybe. <laughs> you know? You're supposed to have like three friends. You're not, I don't think you're supposed to be close with 10 people. I don't think you're supposed to hang out with 10 people on the regular. I don't think that's, I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't think, I think that, I think, I think we're making a mistake, dude. I think we shouldn't be texting a lot of people. I think you should be texting like one person a day. I don't know, at least for me, dude, I can't keep track of it. Anyway, Aunt Connie. <laughs> My aunt, dude, um, she texts me every year on our birthday. And when she texts me, she says, happy birthday. Very nice, beautiful, happy birthday message with a picture, usually with a, like a, like a, like a poster. That's like, it's your birthday. Like a, like a virtual birthday card pretty much. And it's very nice. And then what I always do is I respond by going, oh, thank you so much. Happy birthday, Aunt Connie. And then every year she responds with, thank you, dot, dot. Not dot, not dot, dot, dot. Not period, dot, dot. And I've always been like, is she pissed at me? Like, I, I like, <laughs> I don't, like, I've always worried that she's mad at me. Uh, but I know she's not. I know that can't be the case because why would you be upset that I said thank you and happy birthday back? I've always thought maybe what she's she's annoyed because she had to say it to me first. Maybe she wants me to say it first. But I also, but then I'm like, that can't be, that she can't care that much about that to be angry. And then this past Christmas, I talked to her uh, son and I was like, oh, and I told him about it. And he goes, oh, yeah, my mom always does that. She always responds with the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and immediately I was like, oh, okay. She's not, she's, she's not pissed off. She just is old. She, she's not, she's not pissed off. She just doesn't understand the etiquette of texting because she's over the age of 40, dude. If you're the, over the, well, not, well, I mean, maybe 50. She doesn't understand the etiquette of texting because she's, she's pushing 60, you know? Why would she know, dude? She shouldn't know. She shouldn't know what's rude and what's not virtually. It's not for her to know, dude. What A new generation has that lockdown. She's supposed to write things too formal for anyone to feel good about it. Uh, uh, that's the end of this part. I'll see you in the second part.
What's up? I'm back. Yeah, but but so she's she's not supposed to know the etiquette of tech. Of course not. Like people get mad at their parents because they're like, she always does dot dot dot, and that's not what that. that like I always think that's a foreboding. I always think because because that's what you feel. Because when someone says dot dot dot, you're like someone's mad at me. It's passive aggressive. It's it's shitty. And if someone does a period, you're like, it's shitty. Really, no punctuation is a good move. But then you get into the weeds of like whatever your whatever your patterns of texting are, are are what make people feel okay with what you're saying. Like I recently had a conversation with someone where I say okay, like okay, okay, e e e e, because okay or k. Like any other form of okay seems like I'm upset. So I do okay like a fucking child. And the person I was saying this to thought that meant I was upset. So we don't even like obey. We don't even follow. There's not even like one structure of what you're supposed to text and what you're not supposed to text. So she's right to not to be too old for it. <laughs> I don't know, I respect that. I kind of admire that. That, like, my mom writes, okay, LOL, and she genuinely thinks something's funny. You know? Or my mom will respond, okay, and it's just her saying, okay. It's not, there's no... For some reason, if you're younger than 40 and you type, okay, you're angry. And I don't know why that is. I don't know. There's all these fucking stupid rules, dude. Like, like I, 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 I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but fuck it. I'm going to talk about it again. I don't like, I got to, I, I real I think about, I, I, I think about whether or not I should heart a text, like what it means. If I heart someone's text, the fact that I, that's a thought in my brain makes me sad at the world. <laughs> Who there's too many layers of what does it mean in the in all of our lives, dude? There's too many layers of like, wait, but does he? Wait, but is she? Does she? Wait, he hearted my text, right? If you heart someone's text, if if you're texting someone who you're interested in romantically, and they heart your texts a lot, and then suddenly they thumbs up a text, you in your your heart skips a beat in fright, and you're like, are they? Do they not like me anymore? That's fucking. I'm I'm too old for that thought, dude. I'm too old to be worrying about hearts on texts. Why is this a part of our the world? <laughs> why why can we haha ha text instead of typing haha ha back dude what are we doing dude what are we doing and then you're like oh someone someone did a haha ha on my text that must mean they don't think I'm that f- they don't actually think it's that funny otherwise they would have typed they would have done a haha ha on the text and wrote ha 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 i sound i'm an asshole for e- i f- i feel like a fuckface thinking these things dude Who gives a shit? Dude, I, 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 I wish I lived in a world where you, where texting didn't exist. 
Dude, texting was annoying before you could individually uh, uh, react to each text. And now it's like two layers of what the fuck is going on. Dude, the, the, the deep conversations you will get into deciphering convert like text conversations you have with people is maddening, bro. Seeing someone's text and then purposely not responding to, to have them want you to message them. It's crazy, dude. This girl DM'd me. Uh, right? This girl flirted with me, exchanged Instagrams with me. And then, uh, so I DM'd her. And then she took like days to answer my DM back. And then I responded like days later and then she saw that or I don't even know if she saw it or she never saw it. I don't know. But then like months went by and then she unfollowed me and I was talking to a friend. I was like, why did that woman unfollow me? They're like, oh, probably because you weren't aggressive enough. What? Aggressive enough with what? With a person who didn't respond? What? I don't know if I'm, I'm, I don't know if she's the asshole or you're the ass. I don't know who's the asshole in this scenario. Am I the asshole for not, for not following up a message that wasn't responded to? If people don't respond to my message, I'm out, dude. What am I going to do? Dude, some, dude, I was planning a date with somebody and they didn't respond to the text I sent. And so I just was like, all right, they didn't respond. I'm not going to text them tw twice in a row. I don't want to go on this date that bad. And then I saw them in real life and they were like, hey, how can we stop texting? And I was like, you, you didn't respond to my last text. And they were like, so? And I was like, so I felt like you were purposely not responding because you wanted me to like double text you. You wanted me to like more aggressively ask you on a date. And they were like, yeah, well, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to aggressively ask you anything. <laughs> I'm not aggressively asking you on a date, dude. I will, I will comfortably ask you on a date, dude. I will, I will ask it in a way that makes sense. There's so many people in the world, dude. Why do people need to understand that? There's so many people in the world. People have a real famine mentality when it comes to dating of like, my one might be the only person. And I get that, dude, because I have that. But you got to fight against that. If you have the feeling in your gut of like you meet a, you meet a woman or you meet a man and you're like, well, maybe it's, no, it's never going to be anyone else. You got to you got to either grow out of that or, or smother it out of you because that's not true, dude. There's so many people in the world. There's too many people in the world for you to settle on the first person who who calls you cute, okay? Cuz a lot of people will call you cute, but then they'll they'll make you feel like a cunt. <laughs> and that's not worth settling down with, dude. That's not worth settling down with at all. That's a person you remove from your life, dude. But some people will claim them for years. Some people will be called cute and feel like a cunt and they'll call that person their husband, dude. 
they'll call that woman their wife. Don't do that. Don't do that. What I'm what I'm trying to say is you don't need don't worry about harding texts. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Okay? You don't got a heart text. She didn't heart my text. Oh, what does it mean? That's a real thought I've had in my brain. What does it mean? She didn't heart it. She usually hearts. That's what my brain, that's what I sound like in my brain when I feel those sorts of things. It's stupid as fuck. It's so fucking dumb, dude. It's so dumb. Dude, lately I feel like I'm, uh, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm having a hard time, like, thinking of specifics. And I don't know if it's just getting older or what the fuck it is. I don't know. I haven't been drinking this whole month, which is, uh, good. (laughs) Dude, I haven't not drank consistently for a long fucking time. I can't remember the last time I didn't drink for like two weeks straight. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing dry January, but I'm, I'm uh, waiting till the end of the, I'm waiting till like the 27th. There's something on the 27th. Oh, my show is on the 27th. I'm going to do a half hour. Come through, dude. Come through if you live in New York City. If you live in New York City, come to BCC, Brooklyn Comedy Collective, 7 p.m., 6.30 doors, 7 p.m. show. I'm headlining, dude. I'm going to do 30 minutes. Come check it out. It'll be fun. But um, Dad's Like Ducks is the show. Um, Ticket link in the bio if you follow me on Insta. But uh, I'm waiting till that day, you know, because then I'm drinking for celebration i don't i don't want to drink to just drink anymore it's just what does it lead to you know i've had my time with that i've had my time at bars alone when you're in your early 20s going to bars alone it's like cute it's a cute confident move but when you're 30 and you're going to bars alone you're either waiting for a friend or you're age appropriate to be alone (laughs) You know, when I was like 23 and I would be sitting at a bar alone, I would start chatting up with somebody and they would ask my age. They'd be like, oh, shit, I thought you were older. And that was fun. But now if I meet a person in a bar and I say I'm 30, they're like, why are you? Why are you alone at this bar? (laughs) What the fuck are you doing here, dude? What are you doing here alone, bro? You're weird. (laughs) you gotta have more going on dude you gotta be you gotta be a known entity for me to be like oh that's chill that's chill that you're here solo dolo you gotta be like some sort of a famous man or something 
do you have a lot of money? Are you here alone and you have a lot of money? No, you're here alone and you have a normal, you don't have much normal amount of money. Oh, okay. Well, you should get a girlfriend or something. <laughs> That's the vibe. That's the vibe they have. Whoever you're talking to, man, well, it doesn't matter. Friendly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, I watched Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. Uh, I watched uh, Spider Man recently, and um, and uh, it's good, dude. Dude, the Sam Raimi ones are the best ones for sure. And I'm maybe I'm just saying that because I'm nostalgic, and maybe it's just whatever you grow up with is your favorite one. I'd be interested if people's first Spider Mans are the Amazing Spider Mans with uh, Andrew Garfield. I'd be interested to know if if you, those are your favorite movies, and if it's because you were eight when you saw them. Because I was eight when I saw Spider Man one. Uh, in theaters and I love that movie and Spider-Man 2 was like my favorite movie as a kid and I rewatched it recently and I'm like yeah dude this movie's good and I started to think other things cause like that movie has the whole storyline where uh, Peter Parker isn't sure if he wants to be Spider-Man anymore so he starts losing his powers um, just a mental block prevent. He, you know he's got superpower impotence and there's a montage in the movie where he just chooses to be Peter and it's a cute, fun, quick montage. But I feel like because that movie was so successful and they had the whole like focusing on Peter and maybe like it's maybe you just want to be Peter and not Spider-Man. It created a bad trend in Spider-Man based shit. I mean, I know that there's years and years of Spider-Man comic books, but like, you know, the spider. I feel like I, I couldn't help but think about the Spider-Man video game and think like, oh, the the reason why you're being uh, Peter Parker and and regular ass Miles and regular ass fucking MJ so much in these games is because it was successful in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 being the most successful movie and having Spider-Man himself be like, I'm just going to be Peter Parker for a while has has created, has has been a bad influence on the Spider-Man video games of today where they have large portions of the game where you're riding a fucking bike, dude. When you're, you're going through the school with Harry Osborn. Dude, that part of Spider-Man 2 was fucking bad, dude. Did I never talk about Spider-Man 2 on here because of, because of the podcast hiatus? Dude, Spider-Man 2 is a disappointing game. It, just, it is, bro. It's so disappointing. It's just like, it's, it's, there's no improvement, dude. They're, they're like, all of the combat changes feel artificial. They're, they just seem like different decisions instead of improvements on the combat. Um, the, the story is not as good. It's like, I mean, spoiler alert, but like, not a spoiler alert. Like, why ha Harry being Venom? We knew it was gonna happen, and like, dude, you know what the problem with that game is? Did I already say this in the podcast? I do not know. I'm gonna say it one more time though. The problem with that game is that is that 
Spider-Man 1, okay? We didn't know it was a game about Doc Ock. We had no idea. We had no idea that Dr. Octavius was even going to be in it. The moment that we start playing the game and and Peter Parker is uh, working with and friends with Dr. Octavius, you start to think, oh, is this going to be a setup for the second game? And is the second game going to be Dr. Octopus? And then as the game goes on, you realize, oh, no, Dr. Octopus is going to be the main villain in this game. And he's going to be one of the Sinister Six. And we're going to have like a pseudo Sinister Six uh, in this game. And it becomes an awesome, cool surprise. And at the end of that game, you're fighting multiple villains at a time. Like you're doing stuff in Spider-Man games that you've never done before. Um, And it's dope as fuck. Because the game is built. The game was built as the villain in this game is uh, Mr. Negative, and then instead it became Dr. Octopus is the main villain, and you also fight like a rogues gallery of villains. That's sick, dude. That's dope. That's Batman Arkham Asylum style. I like that. Spider-Man 2's greatest mistake was telling us that Venom it was in it. And I know, I know that the end of Spider-Man One has that little moment with with the the uh, the symbiote. We see the black goo like reach out from Harry's uh, from the the what's called the chamber that Harry's in. We see a little the symbiote like reach out, touch the glass. That's fine. I think that would have been fine, but like, I think they should have buried the lead with Venom. They should not have said anything about Venom because then what would have happened was as the story progressed and, uh, Harry starts using the symbiote, we'd start going, Oh shit. Is Venom going to be in this? And then we would do the same thing as Dr. with Dr. Octopus. We're like, Holy shit. Harry, and then we'd be like, is Harry going to be Venom in this one or the next one? Like, how is this going to play out? And then everything that unfolded would be a surprise to us instead of us knowing like, okay, yeah, Harry's definitely going to be Venom. And Cra- and you're going to probably play as Venom at one point and Venom's going to kill Crave. Like, it just, we knew all the things that were going to happen. And then also on top of that, the first game the first game we were like the first game had you play as MJ and Miles Morales without powers and the world universally went hey man we don't want to be Spider-Man or we don't oh hey man we don't want to be man (laughs) we don't want to be just the guy we want to be Spider-Man dude and then at the end of Spider-Man, when My- when Miles gets powers, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. If you're going to make me play as Miles, have him be Spider-Man. Fuck it. Have MJ get Spider-Man. I don't give a fuck. Just have the game be me playing as Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man 2 comes out, and you have all these sections as Peter Parker. And, like, and it's just unavoidable shit. Like, why do I have to watch him ride a roller coaster? I can't skip through this roller coaster. I like, I gotta play all these fucking stupid mini games at the fair. Why am I doing a D a Guitar Hero mini game with with Miles? I think I'm. I think maybe I did talk about this on the podcast. Anyway, whatever. I'm a repetitive fuck, aren't I? 
I can't tell if I said this to people in my life. I know I said this to people in my life, but I can't because of the gap on the podcast. I can't remember if I talked about these things. Whatever, dude. Spider-Man, I don't know. It was fun, but it was, you know, disappointing. A lot of these fucking Sony sequels, man, they're disappointing as shit. Last of Us 2, story-wise, I was not... I mean, honestly, looking back, Last of Us 2 was was pretty good sequel. <laughs> I take a Last of Us 2 over a Spider-Man 2. I'm just saying, dude. I think I think right now Ragnarok is probably the best sequel in recent memory for these uh, Sony games. And Ragnarok has its problems too, but what are you gonna do? I don't know how I got on that tangent. Oh, because I watched Spider Man too. Dude, it was funny though because I, when I was a kid, I watched Spider Man. And I didn't live in New York, you know. I was a child. I was living in Westchester, uh, New York, but not the city. Um, and this was my first time watching it since I've lived in the city for like 10 fucking years. And and I couldn't help but get mad at Spider-Man. <laughs> like there were scenes where like Spider-Man was shooting webs. When you know you know that famous scene where he's he's trying to stop the subway from running off the tracks and he shoots like a thousand webs at buildings when he's holding onto the webs and it's like ripping like the wall like the windows out of apartments. I couldn't help but see that and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Hey man, hey, quit being so fucking reckless, dude. If that was my apartment, I would hate Spider-Man, bro. I'm I'm kind of I kind of agree with J. Jonah Jameson, dude. This guy's a menace. This guy's creating a lot of fucking property damage. Dude, imagine li- being in your apartment and the window just gets ripped out while you're watching TV. Imagine that, dude. Imagine you're making out with a woman on your sofa and all of a sudden you, your entire living room gets ripped out of the building and shards of glass fly at you and this woman and you get all cut up. You got to fuck it, dude. Where are you going to live, dude? Who are you going to stay with for the next fucking month of your life? How long is it going to take to repair these buildings, dude? And what you got to pay rent. You got to pay rent on a fucked up building. The city must be, must be paying a fortune, dude. To to do these repairs. Spider-Man fucking hates tenants. Also, very sh- like he he lives in this shitty studio where the landlord like asks him for rent every day. Like how 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 many this guy's this landlord's nice, bro. <laughs> We're meant to see this landlord as like a piece of shit, but like, dude, how late is, is Toby on his rent, bro? How late is Peter on his rent? He's like, he's like months late on rent. Also, how much is his fucking rent? It's 2001 or what? 2002. It's 2003 or four. And he lives in a studio that is like that, that sucks. He lives in a tiny studio, bro. He can't be spending... He, it can't be that much rent money, dude. But I guess he can't keep a job. So how is he keeping the apartment? How is he not evicted? I don't understand, dude. I don't understand how he... 
when when does he pay off his rent? Because then for the next, for the third movie, the whole time, he still can't pay rent, right? When the fuck? This is the nicest landlord of all time. He's just letting Peter Parker freeload in the apartment because his because his fucking niece or daughter or whoever that that woman is has a crush on him. Also, why does everyone want to fuck Tobey Maguire in those movies? I didn't notice this until I rewatched it because I watched Spider-Man 2 and then um, I always want to say Days of Future Past. I watched Spider-Man 2 and then uh, No Way Home. And um, No Way Home fucking... As soon as Tobey Maguire shows up, uh, that dude's grandma, Neil, what's his name? Is it Neil? I don't know. His his grandma like waves at Toby like she's like wants to fuck him. And I was like, damn, I think that's a reference to the fact that in every uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, every woman that sees Toby Maguire wants to fuck him. Dude, that girl makes him cake, bro. That girl makes him chocolate cake, dude. Why? He doesn't even pay rent, dude. What are we talking about? Give give chocolate cake to the tenants that pay their bills. What? This guy's a bum, dude. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying landlords are great, dude. I don't I've had landlords I hated, but this is this landlord is being kind of nice. But um I love Spidey, dude. Also, that whole scene where uh, with Joey Diaz, where he's like, if you want him, you got to get through with me. And everyone's like, and me, and me. And then everyone just lines up. Uh, that would not happen today, unfortunately. For, for sure, it wouldn't. <laughs> if Spider-Man existed in our world and he was on a subway, knocked out, you better believe... If Doc Ock came on board, everyone would just take their phones out, dude. Everyone, dude, it kind of made, it kind of warmed my heart that like phones were not prevalent enough. Video on your phone was not prevalent enough to have people just take out their fucking cameras. And then we watched No Way Home and immediately everyone's like, this guy's Peter Parker. And everyone just takes out their phones. is like, oh shit, oh fucking Peter Parker. What the fuck? Dude, that guy's Spider-Man, dude. Meanwhile, fucking... 20 years earlier, Spider-Man gets passed. Dude, we were so optimistic, bro. Spider-Man's passed out, and they take off his mask. Or they didn't even take off his mask. He had his mask off because it was burning, and then they walk over to him. And then these two little kids in the craziest voices of all time go, We found something! And then the other kid goes, The bigger kid sounds smaller. <laughs> There's two kids, a big kid and a smaller kid. And the bigger kid goes, we found something in the voice that should be in the smaller kid's body. And the smaller kid speaks with the voice that should be in the larger kid's body and goes, um, we won't tell nobody. We found something. We won't tell nobody. We won't tell nobody. That's what they do. Me and my brother used to say all the time, we found something. Anyway, they give back the mask and and everyone collectively on the subway is like, we'll never, we'll never share the identity of this man ever. And then in No Way Home, the fact that we have cameras on our phones made everyone instantly go. 
In No Way Home, the fact that there's there's cameras on everyone's phone made them all go, we're going to tell everyone immediately. <laughs> 20 years ago, we had the optimism that if superheroes existed, we would be supportive. And and now in the current in the current reality we're in, we're like, nope. We're not going to be supportive at all. Fuck this guy, dude. We're going to tell the whole... Dude, that's the whole vibe of the world. We really have, like, tarnished... Uh, we really hate each other, huh? <laughs> it was really sweet to be to see how supportive strangers were in that movie. And, then, and, and now we're just like... We're fucking cynical as shit, dude. We're like, any stranger you know is selling you out immediately upon seeing you. Anyway, that was the timer. Uh, the camera's about to run out. That's it for this week. Uh, I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. J-A-Y.